On episode 294 of the Tennis Files podcast, I'll reveal the winner of my racket bracket battle with Sam Jones from Tennis Express. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. Welcome to the Tennis Files Podcast, bringing you advice from the top minds in tennis to help you improve your game. And now, here's your host, Mirban Iranshad. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Really excited to have you back. And I just recorded a really fun interview with my friend Sam Jones from Tennis Express. He is a product specialist in the marketing department there. And if you I remember several episodes ago, as well as being recorded on my YouTube channel, I revealed a racket bracket battle, which consisted of eight different rackets. And we did a stream with Sam and we talked about the eight rackets. And uh, I'm going to reintroduce them on this, the show or, you know, on the interview portion in just a, a minute or so. So I won't go and name them all for you, but it was really fun to test all of these different rackets. and you know, observe their different properties, what I liked, what I didn't like. And I hope that this gives you some insight into, um, you know, what types of rackets you might want to try out. So obviously, you know, my profile is being a 5-0 tennis player who likes to hit a heavy forehand with a lot of top spin. My backhand is flatter. Um, I definitely am much more of a baseliner. I feel like my current stick is lacking a little bit of stability, the Pure Aero VS um, 2017 version. And so I went on a little racket adventure and uh, the results are going to be forthcoming. So I hope that you really enjoy this episode and we will have the YouTube version of it um, on YouTube, of course, <laughs> about a week after this one airs. So I'll definitely... Um, let you know about that one. But yeah, just check in a week from when this airs, or of course, join my newsletter at tennisfiles.com. And then I'll, of course, let you know when that goes up. So hope you enjoy it. And without further ado, here is my racket bracket battle results with Sam Jones from Tennis Express. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the podcast. Uh, really excited to have uh, my friend Sam Jones from Tennis Express, a really helpful individual who's been on you know, the podcast before. We, this is actually a follow-up episode, uh, so it's very exciting where I'll, I'll reveal um, you know, my racket picks. But Sam, thanks for coming back on, and uh, how have you been? Thanks for having me, Mervon. It's, it's uh, good to hear from you. Um, I've been good, just... Uh, Another year post Australian Open, lots of products coming out and shoes, rackets, the whole thing. So, um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to to hear the results of your holy grail quest uh, for for the right racket. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot, Sam. Uh, you know, as I was demoing these rackets, and really appreciate uh, Tennis Express, uh, you know, giving me the opportunity. Uh, I was just thinking, like, wow, how cool of a job it is that you guys have you know i just being around tennis products and like seeing like the new shiny you know uh rackets and shoes and all that it's, it's super cool so definitely a little envious there um but yeah i'm excited to um to go through my picks and just as a reminder before i bring up the bracket we had the pure arrow 2023 we had the yonix sixth generation v core uh the head boom pro the t fight uh 305 uh, from technifiber um, the Head Extreme Tour, the V-Core Pro 31097, and the Solinko Whiteout, uh, and then the Blade V8 um, 16 by 19. So uh, really fun play test. Uh, I'm going to bring up the bracket now, um, and I'll obviously talk about it for those of you just listening um, in audio only, but uh, here it is. Oh, sorry. So this is the original bracket right here with the with the eight pitted against each other. And let me now bring up um, my picks. So I am going to just take a second to share the right screen here. All right, here it is. These are my picks. 
Um, I'll walk you through them and Sam really would appreciate your thoughts here. So with the Babolat Pure Arrow 2023 pitted against the Yonex 6 Gen V-Core 98, um, it was kind of a case of, you know, just going with what I, you know, previously played with to an extent. So I play currently with the, as a refresher for you all, if you didn't, didn't listen to the previous episode, which I highly encourage you to check out uh, episode 277. Uh, with Sam, uh, is the Pure Arrow VS, yeah, the Pure Arrow uh, VS uh, 2017. And, you know, when playing with the Pure Arrow 2023, there were some characteristics of of that racket that I have that I really enjoyed, you know, just the aerodynamic properties of it and the great spin that it produces. Uh, it was really good uh, with my backhand. Actually, in particular, it was more stable than what I'm I'm playing with now. Really excellent on returns, and I mean, just the power that it brought was really fantastic. Vcore 98 was no slouch. Certainly, I mean, uh, I did get um, good spin from it. Uh, it's a really solid frame, but for some reason, you know, the sweet spot itself, and maybe this is due to you know just the different head shape of it, but it just didn't feel quite right for me. I, I know a lot of players who really enjoy the racket. Actually, when I was playing with it, my doubles partner, he he uses that racket, but I just couldn't get used to the feel for whatever reason. And, um, you know, I just prefer the Piero 2023 for that matchup. So any, uh, I guess, any thoughts on on that matchup in particular, Sam? Well, it's funny. Um, the, so in our, in our uh, lapse of time since our first video, they've, there's new V course. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm laughing, I'm laughing a little bit, but you know, producing this stuff takes some time too. Um, yeah, I, I think a big, uh, improvement from the previous, uh, pure arrow is they kind of did this different, you know, they always had the cortex, um, you know, at first way back when it was kind of above the grip and now, the cortex uh, pure feel or whatever was kind of in the racket uh, shaft and head itself. And with this version of the pure arrow, they did this flax fibers um, at the three and nine o'clock positions. And really the rackets just, I mean, for my money felt a lot more comfortable than, than they had in, in previous years. And I would still say it's kind of a firmer flex, but, you know, like you said, great on returns, very stable for, a pretty maneuverable and lightweight frame, you know, and then maybe not some of the uh, kind of harsher, stiffer feel that some of the older um, uh, pure arrow models might have had. So yeah, like I think, I think obviously the 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 V cores are, are very nice rackets. The one thing I'd say too is I threw the V core ninety eight in there because it, I believe it was a similar weight to your your Arrow VS. And then, of course, the the regular pure era was a little bit lighter, so it's no shock to me really that um, the pure arrow might have been a little bit easier to play and maybe a little bit more familiar with you coming from that, you know, kind of arrow modular beam design. Yeah, great points. I'm just gonna, you know, put these up on the screen for the YouTube audience here. Um, cool. But yeah, really enjoyed, um, you know, the play test, and I actually tried the um, the the next version. And that was nice too. I, I felt even better dampening properties on, sorry, on the Yonix uh, rather, and even more spin actually. I was actually, I told Sam I was down in Orlando for a bit and I did like the the 98 actually. I, I liked it more than this current, ver than the version that I have um, now right here. But yeah, that's, a, that's an exciting one. And actually the 95 was really nice too. You know, obviously you have to be more precise, but like the stability was incredible. Like my slices were so stable, uh, a little off tangent here, but uh, definitely you'd want to give the the V-Core 98 7th Gen uh, a twirl because that one is really nice. Um, do you have any thoughts on that one, by the way? Yeah, so I loved, like you said, I mean, the V-Cores are, are one of uh, Yonix's best-selling families, but with the 7th generation, they they sort of, redid the the head shape a little bit um and it's a little a little bit up higher in the hoop so i think they're more forgiving the other thing is that they the shaft as well that the the rackets just play more stable i think than the previous ones and um yeah i mean the v-core is no slouch i mean you're you're talking about i think too in the pure arrow 2023 and the the 
B cores, you're talking about two of the most prominent, you know, spin friendly, uh, user friendly rackets on the market. So that's a, I don't really think you can go wrong there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. So again, really enjoyed that one. Definitely. You should check out those rackets. Um, Tennis Express has a great demo program for that. And uh, then the next matchup is the Headboom Pro versus the uh, Technifiber T-Fight ISO 305, uh, which I also have here struggling to bring up. But uh, I'll, I'll show it a little more in depth in a second on YouTube. But um, my thoughts here were I actually really enjoyed the Headboom Pro. Um, the... You know, I think the specs were actually very similar to my uh, Pure Aero VS 2017. I felt like the control was really fantastic, uh, where I could put the ball wherever I wanted easily. Um, the feel was really nice. Um, it was also, it, it felt lighter and m very maneuverable to me. I think the one thing that is like big for my game that I didn't feel on this racket and you know, you can always like mess around with, with strings and, and tension and stuff, but I didn't get as much spin on this one as like other frames. And that's definitely, you know, kind of important for me. Um, with the Technifiber T-Fight ISO 305, I felt like I got really good spin on it. I got good stability. I also felt like I got more pop. So that was one thing as well. I, I didn't mention with the head boom pro, I felt like maybe the pop wasn't there as much for me where with the, the T fight uh, 305, I did feel that a good amount of power. Um, it, the T fight was a little bit less maneuverable, but at the same time, overall, I think I just vibed a bit more with the T fight and and i liked it uh, despite um the swing weight being a little bit higher so uh that's why i chose the uh the t fight um iso 305 so any uh reflections on that one so i'm i'm right there with you i i like the boom pro a lot and i i used it for a good while and i think it's one of those tough things that brands have when like you know the boom is a new uh you know racket series from head and and obviously with a name like boom you know you're thinking some power and whenever you kind of have like a boom as your as your name you're thinking power well the boom pro like you know it it's a control racket i mean it it really is like it's it's um you know maybe more powerful than something like a prestige but um you know the it offers unique feel but it's it's to me like i i switch to it kind of looking for a little bit of a boost in power from uh, the racket that I had. And I, you know, was sort of left, man, like I would have thought this had more power, but I think the Boom Pro offers a lot more control, especially kind of for flatter hitters than people are expecting it to. But that being said, like, I think the, the Boom MP is probably the best of that series just because it does offer just a little bit more dynamic power spin. You know, it's got a little bigger head size too. And I think that even a small difference there can make a huge change. As far as the the T fight, the Isoflex that they put in there was really an improvement from the previous generation, in my opinion. It just sort of made the sweet spot of the racket, not the sweet spot. It made the the response off of the string bed, even if you missed dead center slightly, or if you're you're a little bit above the sweet spot or a little bit below you still felt like maybe the ball wouldn't go perfect where you wanted it to go, but it might, it might land a couple of feet within your target. So like it, it's a, it's a cumbersome racket at times, but the swing weights uh, offers lots of stability. So if you are in a little bit of trouble and you don't hit dead center, I feel like there's enough mass that kind of can push the ball at least deep in the court and give you a puncher's chance chance in the next uh on the next ball um you know the other thing is you know the t fight has kind of been this 10.8 ounces unstrung but that swing weight is close to 330 like it's it's sort of one of the first of its kind in that i i call it overclocked you know like a computer that you know you're, you're trying to make supercharged and a lot faster you know you you got to put a bigger fan in there to make sure it doesn't overheat and i feel like the the T-Fight 305 really is a, a lighter overall racket, but it's less maneuverable than some rackets that are close as 12 ounces. I mean, it's really a, a it's probably the most stable racket in that weight uh, on the market. And, you know, Technifiber has done a good job, I think, with this generation of making it feel just a little bit more comfortable, but it, 
it, the beam design of that racket too is like, it's a control, it's hard to classify it, right? Because it's, it's a control frame. It's got an 18, 19 string pattern, but it also is pretty explosive when you get the ball lined up with that thing. There's a lot of weight uh, behind the ball. And I'm, I was curious with your ability to hit a lot of spin. And, you, you know, you've mentioned that spin is a big part of your game. A lot of the heavier spinners have kind of not enjoyed the 305 as much because it hasn't felt as whippy or, you know, you can't you can't generate that uh, that as much racket head speed maybe as you'd like. But, you know, a lot of the flatter hitters have loved just the stability because with shorter backswings, you're able to redirect pace and, you know, to each their own for sure. But I'm, I'm interested to hear about, you know, did you feel like you could generate a lot of spin with the 305? Was it at all cumbersome when you were preparing? Like, what did you kind of, what did you think about kind of the spin generation there? Yeah. Great question, Sam. Um, I did get some feedback that my balls had less spin. And I think, you know, sometimes I'll go in this phase where, you know, if I have a racket that maybe doesn't generate as much spin, like I'll just hit a little bit flatter and then I'll still like, I'll enjoy it. But then I, I need to remember like, Hey, like your, your normal game, you know, you, you need to keep that in mind, like when you're p- testing the racket. So, right. yeah, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed the other properties you mentioned a lot and like stability is something that I, I it, you know, it is lacking in my current frame to a degree. So I think that was part of the enjoyability of the racket. And, and again, like you said, like hit it really, being able to redirect and hit flatter. And also I was playing indoors, which I, you know, I hit a little bit flatter indoors, I'd say uh, on a faster court and stuff. So, but yeah, I mean, for sure, you know, spin generation wasn't as much, but um, hitting flat was nice. The last thing I'll say about the 305 too, is like with those specs, you know, what do we do? What do you do every point in tennis? You either serve or you return, right? And so like, I think the return is something that's so overlooked. But if you've got a racket like the 305, you do feel pretty confident that you can cut the ball off early. You're not just going to, you know, float a ball back to, you know, as an easy put away. Like there's enough stability there that even with a short backswing, you can really get a lot of confidence in your return. And then as far as the serve, like you get over the top of that thing with that swing weight and you're going to get some pop, um, uh, pop on the ball. So I think a lot of times when people are testing, Uh, testing rackets or demoing rackets they maybe don't spend enough time serving and returning and actually sort of what you touched on playing points the way you would play them i think sometimes you know you're you see a racket and you go oh this racket is for absolute control and maybe you try to play more controlled you know than you normally would and i think it's important like you said to remember hey how do i like to play and then try to apply that racket uh to what you like to do on the court uh, instead of, for instance, if I'm like, Oh, I'm going to use the, the prestige mid from 20 years ago, I'm going to serve in volley like they used to. And that's fun, but it might not be the best application of my skill set to that racket. Yeah. Thanks for reiterating that. Definitely uh, got to be smart about um, and practical when you're testing rackets. So it's going to do a quick uh, solo shot um, of the two rackets here. Yeah, so so really nice frame. So thanks again for that. I'm going to filter them out here. So the next matchup we have here is the Head Extreme Tour uh, against the Yonix VCore Pro 97. A very interesting matchup, and you know the Head Extreme Tour. Ah, uh, you know, it's one thing that made me sad about it. Maybe you know, maybe it was just. I don't know if it was my particular stick or, or, you know, what it was, but I loved the spin. Fantastic. Uh, maneuverable, very maneuverable and whippy. Loved it. It was also nice and light. The one thing, uh, and, and let me know what you think, Sam, about the extreme tour. For some reason, it felt a bit hollow to me. And, you know, I think maybe with more time, I could have gotten used to it, but when I was warming up and hitting ground strokes and whatnot, even though there was a little bit of a hollow feel for me, I, I enjoyed it. And I was like hitting really well. And then when I was returning, you know, especially when I wanted to like block back the return, like for some reason, like the feel just wasn't there because otherwise I would have, you know, really loved this rack. And I think it would have gone farther to be honest. Yeah. And obviously, you know, there's some great players that play with it. So, I mean, it's just, you know, personal preference, but, 
you know, the extreme tour, really fun demo. Just that, that feel for me kind of was tough. And then the, um, V core pro 310, uh, really nice stick. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is TFO play with this one, but mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So great control, really solid feel great at net as well. Um, I guess the one thing I would say is it, for me, it didn't generate as much spin, um, as some of the other rackets, including the extreme tour. Right. So, Again, if it wasn't for for the feel of the extreme tour, I actually would have picked uh, that one. But I guess you know because the V core, like for me, the feel was a bit better. Um, I I actually went with that. So okay. it was just a confidence thing. So yeah, I don't know what where your thoughts are. I mean, I, I assume you probably hit with the extreme tour and and obviously the other, you know, the V core Pro three ten ninety seven. So any thoughts? Yes, I think I think starting with the extreme tour, I. I wanted that one in there because it really is like a modern version of the racket that you play. Like it's yeah. very similar as far as the specs, the head size. I think the string pattern might be missing one cross string yeah, um, compared to yours. But so, and I think you kind of mentioned, you know, your current racket is not the most stable racket. It is very whippy. It's very fast. It's, you know, a racket that if you're in trouble, you can kind of flick across the ball and, you know, maybe, maybe kind of cheat a little bit, um, when you're, when you're in trouble, you know, we all, we all kind of like that at times, but I I don't think your assessment, you know, I, I think the extreme tour is comfortable, but I don't think it was in there to really give you anything that you weren't able to sort of feel from your current model. Um, so I kind of had that in there as like a control, if if you will, um, sort of a modern version of your racket. It is, a very spin friendly frame and it's going back to our thing. It's kind of fun to just bash some heavy balls with and, and just watch the ball jump off the court. Like it's, it's pretty fun. You know, the other thing in, in that frame is it's got those kind of bigger grommets at the, at the top. And I, I do feel like there's some, uh, there's a lot of marketing out there, but I do feel like that makes sense to me, bigger grommets, more string movement. So um, you're going to get a lot of, the V-Core Pro, for me, this was a, a really good update, this current generation, because they they went with a slightly thicker beam on the 97s, uh, sorry, on the V-Core 97, the 310, and the, the heavier one. And I believe they also went with a slightly thicker beam on the uh, 100. And for a control um, control frames, it gave these rackets a little bit more, I just think, uh, accessibility to you know, some intermediate players or even some advanced players that just wanted a little bit of help um, compared to the, the previous generations. But, you know, at that weight, it's a really good balance between, you know, stability, mobility. It really kind of makes sense. A guy who has a game like Francis, you know, it's crazy fast racket head speed. You know, he exhibits a lot of feel. He gets into the net a lot. It's just a very well-rounded uh, stick. I think I'd agree with you on the spin, you know, you can get adequate spin, but you know, it's not going to, it's not really designed and it's not going to give you as much uh, rotation maybe as some of these super aerodynamic rackets with, um, with very old patterns, but no, it's a, it's a really good frame. Both of these are, I think kind of like what you said, sometimes, you know, a feel of a racket, it's just not vibing with you and, you know, you got to make a call. So no apologies. You you just move on down your racket journey, you know? Yeah, definitely, Sam. And uh, yeah, I mean, also, again, to kind of reiterate, I think it's really important, you know, like, obviously for me, like, I really, you know, spin is an important part of my game, but, you know, you have to think about what, what you like. So, maybe, you know, maybe for you, you'd want to go a different route with this bracket. But yeah, no, I... Again, super fun. Like like you said, I was having so much fun with the the tour, but you know, just the feel for me. But um, yeah, V Corp Pro is really a, a lovely, lovely racket and uh, uh, great feel. And so that's why that one progressed. So I will filter these out uh, real quick here. Man, rackets right. are looking good these days. <laughs> yeah, the, the cosmetics are. really are are they've really started to uh, evolve, and and I don't know, they just. It seems like they're all each each time a new one comes out. At, at the very least, the the looks are really really cool. Yeah, there's always that, uh, and that definitely can can factor into to your choice. Sometimes, I mean, it's hard to to not have that be a factor to some extent. So, 
Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Right. Uh, let's see. Yeah. So the next, um, sorry, just moving rackets here. So the next snap matchup, as you can see on the screen, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, is the Selinka Whiteout 305 versus the Wilson V8 Blade 16 by 19. Very tough matchup, to be honest. First off, I remember trying the Whiteout actually maybe like five or six months ago. I forget at this point. No, maybe longer. But, um, and I really, really enjoyed it. Like, just a really nice racket. What I love about it is it's very whippy to me. I get actually great spin. I think maybe that, you know, maybe slightly below the extreme tour uh, is this one would be second place for spin. Uh, very maneuverable. That obviously goes along with the whippiness of the racket. And it just gives the, the ball, like it gives a great shape or I get a great shape on my ball, especially on the forehand. And as we mentioned too, like I, I like I like the looks of it, you know, just you know, sleek uh, white uh, paint on it. So yeah, I really like that that racket. And then with the blade, uh, I've always loved the blade. You know, I tried the the previous or maybe two versions of the blade uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, previous one, eighteen by twenty and sixteen by nineteen, and like the feel on it is has always been so nice. I, I almost think about it as like a a knife, however weird that sounds, like just you know, like the slice and the the volleys, and it's so nice, and it has a nice blend of of everything. Really excellent feel, great pop, control is very good. Um, spin was pretty good, pretty good, and I did find that the blade actually had more pop than some of the other frames, like the Boom Pro, for example, and even I think the the V Core Pro. So that this was a pretty tough one, but I found that due to the whippy nature and the spin that I actually chose the whiteout. Um so obviously on screen here for you all watching on video. So yeah, that those are my my thoughts and um any thoughts on your end, Sam? Well, I'm seeing a little bit of a trend. You know, the whiteout in in my mind is has kind of a similar vibe as the Technofiber T Fight 305. Um, I, I think they're both very stable for the weight. Um, the whiteout has maybe a little bit more of a traditional beam shape on it, but I don't know. I don't know if I ever thought the whiteout was whippy, but again, a lot of that is sort of the user, you know, the user is going to decide about that feel. I will say uh, on your blade comments, I think there's more power in the blades than people realize. Um, and it is, it is a, a control racket, but there's some serious power to be had. And that's probably why it's one of the most, you know, versatile used frames in, in the college game and in the pro game. You know, Selenko's racket, I think maybe has you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's got kind of a higher swing weight there, a little bit higher towards yeah. towards 330. So again, at that weight, it's going to be pretty stable, you know. But the the whiteout's a good racket. Both of those, that's super close. I mean, that's almost almost like you said. Maybe the white paint job did it. <laughs> you know, maybe the yeah. the cosmetic did it. But you know, those are those are very close frames. The one thing I wasn't sure if you'd like it, but I guess it sort of makes sense, is that Selenko is a little firmer on the on the flex than the blade. The blade has been yeah. pretty pretty soft, pretty comfortable, pretty uh, you know arm friendly flex. So um, I guess the the racket you play right now is sort of medium firm. Is that is that fair to say? 
Yeah, I think that's correct, Sam. But y- okay. you are right. I think I like the uh, the firmer feel. That was kind of one thing. Is I'll actually get into it with the, you know as we you know shave right. down the the contestants. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So awesome. Uh, great feedback. All right. So yeah. Uh, and and you know I was gonna say too that, I mean again the blade. I really like the blade. To be honest, I mean the blade would have beat. It would have beat the V-Core 98 probably for me. Definitely would have beat the Boom Pro. Yeah, it would have won like a decent amount of matchups. So it's one of those where it unfortunately drew a higher seed, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> Who made that draw? Come on. Uh, yeah, um, definitely not Sam. <laughs> um, well, you know, some rackets didn't get their seeding info in in time, so... Yeah, yeah, it's uh, got to be quicker, Mr. Wilson. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so super fun matchups. Now, let me um, go to my next bracket that I made so we can uh, we can see the results here. So let me just transition really quick. It's interesting, you know, the rackets that you've got left are are pretty similar in, in weight. Uh, three of them are at that 10.8, 10.9, and then you still have the arrow, which yes. is obviously coming in a little bit lighter, but I think it it kind of speaks to your credentials, like you're sort of honing in on, hey, I think that's my wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, no, appreciate it. Yeah, definitely, definitely interesting to see that the, you know, how it's going and uh, I am starting to to narrow it down to like a similar property. So yeah, uh, you know, I I wonder how surprised you are with these results. I mean, uh, especially with with the pure arrow and the um, the T fight, which I'm trying to slightly arrange and doing a bad job of. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's not easy to pick up rackets on camera. I know from experience. Yes, thank you, Sam, for coming to my defense here. And you're probably hearing clinking, although you probably don't mind because you know tennis players uh, love the sound of rackets. But yeah, so the pure arrow 2023 against the detective fiber T fight ISO 305. Again, definitely uh, recommend you you demo these from Tennis Express. But this honestly, it came down to the feel for me again. So. You know, the PA-23, a lot of great properties, as we discussed, you know, um, excellent on the returns, like easy power. I did find it to be like a little less maneuverable in the air compared to my old frame, but I also felt the same with the T-Fight as well. Yeah, I think it was the dampened feel of the, the PA-23, which again, a lot of people like, I'm sure. I didn't like that feel as much as I did of the T fight. I felt like that was a little bit firmer. I don't know. Would you say that, uh, Sam? So we're we're getting into you know some some basically racket technologies now where you know it yeah. used to be if something is a certain flex rating, it's either stiff or you know it's it's soft or it's muted or you know whichever adjective you want to use. And I feel like there's more to the story now, you know, the, the brands have, you know, comfort and dampening technologies that they're building in, you know, I think one of the things that happens with a racket company like Babolat that, you know, the pure arrow has been so great for so long and it's been a firmer flex and it's been powerful and spin friendly. And I think maybe in their effort to sort of recruit some of those players who didn't appreciate that firmer feel as much, they might've alienated some of those players that liked the, the stiff and light and, you know, pretty raw feedback. Um, so, you know, kind of to each their own, you know, I, I would say I liked the newer pure arrow better because I, I appreciate a little bit more comfort and dampening. Um, I think as far as this matchup goes, I think it's really two very different rackets. And it's kind of the reason I wanted to do this bracket with you because, you know, you're coming from a racket that is spin friendly and, you can attack with spin, you know, it's pretty maneuverable, pretty whippy. And what you've chosen here, kind of in both sections of your your bracket, we'll get to the other one in a second, but it's just, I feel like you might be looking for some stability in your game. Um, you know, the ability to handle and absorb and redirect pace. And I think, you know, you're, you're looking for maybe some solutions to that in your next racket. And, um, you know, as far as stability and, you know, kind of just, uh, able to fight off pace and I think a good blend of of comfort but also kind of that crisp feel that you don't want something too soft 
I think the T five ISO makes sense here. I think, you know, if you uh, if you were seriously trying to improve your net clearance and you know spin generation, you know, you might say, oh well, I'm looking for something different. The pure arrow is probably a little bit easier an easier route for me. But you know, I think obviously you're you're trying for more stability. Um, a little bit of weight, maybe at the expense of some maneuverability, but um, it seems like you've kind of honed in on what you're looking for, and I don't, I can't really have a quarrel with, with your choice here. Again, both rackets are great in their own right, but um, the T fight's a good choice. Yeah, thanks. It's just a really tough, really tough um, thing, and yeah, I guess sometimes when you know when you're like you mentioned when you're trying to find a new racket you like gravitate towards like oh what am i missing and then you just like really like oh this racket has it like i like this one better so um yeah who knows i mean maybe yeah i don't know if i had maybe like a one month <laughs> test of of each like just pitted maybe it would be different like maybe like put each other in several different matches uh, i will say though actually when i played with the pure 23 in a practice doubles match for some reason, like I, I wasn't able to quite um, hone in the power. Um, mm. I don't know why. You know, it was, uh, yeah. I mean, like when I was hitting with it, it felt, you know, quite good, just a bit dampened. But you know, that particular match, I was kind of spraying some some balls, um, and I felt a bit more controlled with the T fight. So um, yeah, so that was you know a really fun matchup, and you know. The PA23 is definitely a great racket, a really nice update too. You know, again, like I said, like pretty easy to play with. And I remember when I was was playing singles, a uh, singles practice set with it, I was able to finish points like much easier. But yeah, so I will put this one aside. And then the last semifinal match, uh, obviously only two, uh, is the Selinko Whiteout against the Vcore Pro 97. And for this one. I once again chose the wide out. I just felt like I got more shape on the ball, just more spin. Obviously, you can see I'm going with like the 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 rackets that have a white paint job. Maybe that that's the that's that's all it is, really. I maybe I mean I like the Babylon Pure Control too. It's it's crazy. But we need to um, reseed. We'll reseed based on color. We'll we'll do that. Yeah, yeah, that that would be a, a great idea. The Boom Pro, I guess, is screwed, but <laughs> um, yeah. So I, yeah, I like the whiteout, and um, I mean, Vcore Pro again is nice too. But I, I do think it is fairly valid that um, you'll get more spin with the whiteout. So, um, but yeah, any thoughts on that 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 match up there? Um, no, I you? think I think. You know, when I saw earlier in the bracket, when I saw the T fight and and Selenko both kind of advance um, in past their first rounds, um, I I kind of thought that you know it just seemed to me like the rackets that that maybe you were preferring were like you mentioned, kind of giving you something that you felt like you were missing. Um, and so I would say the V Core Pro ninety seven is a great racket. I would also say it might not be giving you much different than what you've got going on right now um and you know sometimes when you're looking for a new racket you you want to either amplify what you've got meaning if you hit killer spin and you want to dominate with even more spin you might get you know uh, a racket that can help you with spin but i feel like what a lot of us are trying to do is kind of plug a hole or or you know hey i, I feel like i'm leaking points because guys are hitting big and i you know i'm not I'm not stable enough at contact, so I'm leaving something short. And so there's there's really no wrong way. Um, I, I think you've ended up kind of with two, you know, remarkably similar spec rackets. Nothing against the Vcore Pro. I still think very versatile, a really good racket for a creative player. I just think you've really done a good job of kind of, you know, stability seems to be like a key thing for you. Stability with spin. Um, and so, yeah, I'm excited about the finals. I think it's a, it's a good, uh, it's going to be a whiteout, whichever you're rooting for. You know? It's going to be, uh, the fans are going to be all decked out in the white tees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I should start wearing all white tees myself. Um, yeah, I, so, yeah, just really interesting as well. I mean, we've got two here. Uh, two, so let's five, do a so. tail of the tape real quick. So this is the finals. Or do you have uh, another slide or are we good? Oh, I have another slide. Okay, okay. 
before you pull up that slide, let's kind of do a, a little preview here. So, yeah. Um, and, and I don't have them in front of me, but so you're, you got 305, it's about 10.8 uh, unstrung, makes them about 11.4 strung, uh, both higher higher swing weights and I think about four points uh, headlight. The the one difference here is that the Technofiber has kind of that RS beam. Uh, it's sort of a, uh, uh, it really is like kind of the cross section of the beam is almost shaped like an R kind of this, it's it's actually, I think, five-sided in a way. Um, but what that means is it's sort of a blend of flat beam with a more round beam, which is basically control mixed with power. Um, and then the Selenko has that more kind of traditional flat beam design, uh, kind of similar to the blade. It's it's uh, flatter, I would say, maybe it's slanted a little bit more towards control. So that's kind of my tail of the tape. They're very, very similar spec rackets. I think Ultimately, the F-E-E-L word is what it's going to come down to. Very correct. Thank you. This great, great preview here and uh, good to highlight the, the main difference there. So let me uh, unshare this bracket so I don't spoil it for you all, you know, in the beginning and then get the right one on. Here it is. <laughs> all right. So it's so wide out. It's so wide out. You are correct, Sam. So, yes. So. It's hard to really pinpoint a lot of differences, really. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I just felt a little bit like, you know, I just like the feel a bit more that probably the traditional feel of the, of the whiteout. I did feel like I was getting some more spin and I did feel like it was maybe slightly more maneuverable if I remember right. But I honestly, not even sure. I think it's just mainly the feel of it. I just, and the ball shape that I was getting um, with the spin. So I really liked the white out and it's it's kind of funny I, I you know like i mentioned i tried the white out previous to this test just on its own and i liked it at the time and i don't know if that caused any preconceived notions i tried to not let it do that but i did like the white out just a tad bit better i mean there's that you know that's that's the winner i mean it's interesting though i again i really like the white out a lot uh, it helps with the stability that I that I don't have on the the Piero VS 2017, and like you mentioned, Sam, you know, like I think, especially when I play like five o uh, doubles and some singles, um, that's when I feel like my racket could get pushed around a little bit more. But there's still, you know, that with the whiteout, I did feel like I have to work harder um, on the swing. Like you mentioned, you know, there's a little more um, swing weight there. So I do miss like some of the free power and I don't know if maybe that's something that I can get through um, tinkering with the strings and the tension a bit. So the whiteout is the winner. I'm, I think, <laughs> I'm, I think yeah. one of the things I didn't really say is, you know, the, the Technofiber T fight, it's got that 1819 pattern, which yes, it's, it's not an 1820, but it's, it's a pretty dense pattern. Um, and so with the whiteout 1619, like it, it stands to reason just, you know, you're going to get a little more rotation. You know, they're both a little higher in swing weight, but I just feel like with that open pattern, you might have just found like that right mix of, yeah, it's a little bit less maneuverable, but the string pattern's more open too. So maybe you kind of get a little bit more spin, you know, as far as, um, you know, you're talking about playing doubles, like you think about doubles, right? Like, uh, you know, you're hitting a lot of returns and it's important. Your targeting is important. Is important. You're trying to hit a section of the court. Um, you can't really just play a return through the middle like you might could in singles to sort of neutralize a, a tough serve. So, you know, whereas, you know, maybe in singles, sometimes a, a lighter, faster frame can end up being better, you know, in doubles that that stability on a return can often mean maybe you can beat that net person. Uh, on a cross, you know, somebody hits a heavy serve, maybe that stability helps you squeak it past the net person who's poaching. So um, that that can be, uh, you know, a very real thing. Serves and returns and doubles, you know that. I mean, it's the the yeah. first two shots of the point almost almost always are dictating how that that's going to go. Yeah. You could one of the things I was going to recommend is if you felt like maneuverability was a thing. I know you play hyper G you might even try like some, some thinner gauges. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you could do that and you'd be surprised how you can sort of manipulate the swing weight there. 
um, you know, you can you can take a I don't know. Do you play the the seventeen gauge or the sixteen gauge? Sixteen L actually. Okay, so I, I think you'd be very surprised just as just for fun to try. Like I think they might have a one two O, which is maybe seventeen or maybe they have a. I think they might even have a twenty gauge Hyper G, which is pretty crazy there. Um, yeah, but you'd be surprised how you can kind of manipulate that swing weight down a few points. Uh, and I'd be kind of curious to see ultimately what you settle on, or if you just appreciated that, you know, kind of little bit more tilt towards uh, stability and maybe a little bit less on the mobility side of things. Yeah. Great thoughts. That is true. It's amazing how, how much of a difference like a thinner versus thicker gauge string can be. Um, I remember with, with my Piero VS, like I was, I used a 16 and then I, for some reason my arm like hurt, uh, started hurting. And then I went to 17 and then all of a sudden all my balls were like flying out and mm-hmm. I went to 16 L and everything was perfect. So <laughs> it's right. really interesting, um, how that works. So, yeah, I mean, there you have it. It's, uh, the Slinka wideout 305 is the winner of this test. Really want to thank tennis express and Sam for facilitating, you know, the demo of all these rackets and you know definitely check out their demo program we'll have links to to tennis express's demo program um on the show notes page and underneath this video on youtube i will say it's it's tough though i the my current racket still has like a unique sort of feel and maybe you know it's softer because i've been playing with it so long it still would be a little bit tough to switch to it you know i i wish i could like combine my racket with the with the uh, whiteout, but as you mentioned, you know, there's some things I can do to to try to make it be a bit more new maneuverable. And uh, scary question, Sam, but I mean, given that you know, 2023, like obviously, there's new rackets coming out and are out. Are, are there any other rackets that you know you think I would potentially like to try, or that maybe the audience would want to know about? Well, we've had, um, you know, we had new radicals um launched in january and and the radicals are always very very versatile frames from from head the mp is is a little bit more user friendly of those frames and and we really enjoyed our our play test on on the radicals um even one kind of a sleeper was the the fx 500 series from dunlop i feel like the the last generation of those was maybe a little bit just too focused on power, you know, it's just very, very powerful. And they seem to sort of hit their stride with, with this batch. Um, there, there's a lot of power, but, but they're comfortable frames. They kind of are, are, I feel like they've kind of figured out what they want that silo to be. And then, you know, we got a new pro staff, um, mm-hmm. which is always exciting. Kind of the first post Federer pro staff um, and a really interesting model they did there was it's the same weight as the pro staff 97. It's a 100 square inch head and it's the Pro Staff X. So what, what they've done is they've sort of taken the same beam of the Pro Staff and they've basically said, hey, how about a 100 square inch Pro Staff 97? It's a little bit more maneuverable, but there's a lot of us out there that that fancy ourselves, you know, good enough for that 11.1 ounce unstrung weight uh, that that maybe have have targeted the 97, but that that Pro Staff X is a really good option should give people a lot of tough choices you know kind of kind of moving into the year the other kind of shocker frame was the the shift from wilson and it's kind of a different it looks like it's going to be their their spin their spin franchise but um they're kind of doing a limited release right now with an early cosmetic and there's going to be a bigger launch uh later on this year so more to come on that front Nice, nice. Very nice, Sam. So, um, yeah, I just want to give uh, one more close-up of the winner here. Uh, I've got the, the whiteout, and this is actually my frame I use right now. I'm trying to get in the frame. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, um, there it is. So, Sam, I, I really want to thank you very much, and, um, you know, hopefully we can, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll be in contact in the future, but again, um, you know, really appreciate you and Tennis Express for facilitating this demo. And uh, is there anywhere that you want the audience? And, you know, I mentioned we'll have links down here, but anywhere that you want to point the audience to as well? Yeah, I mean, I would just say TennisExpress.com um, right in our drop down. Our, our demo page is right there. And then 
you know, Tennis Express on YouTube, we're always publishing new racket review content. Um, we've started some new things. We're doing sort of racket families and talking about each model and, and you know, whose game style that could work best for. Um, just, you know, there's a lot of exciting products coming out. And at Tennis Express, we just want customers to be able to find, you know, what they need for, for their game to have the most fun they can on the court. Yeah, definitely. You all are doing a great job and uh, appreciate it once again. So, yeah, thanks so much, Sam. We'll I'll see you again very soon and uh, all the best to you. Thanks for having me. Thanks. All right. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode with Sam from Tennis Express. And uh, this one certainly was a bit different. I usually cover the technical, tactical, mental and fitness advice and strategies that will help you improve your game. Today was more on the equipment front, which I really do enjoy as, of course, we all do like shiny new tools or our old tools, as in, you know, my case with my racket as well. So yeah, just a really fun adventure. And, you know, like I mentioned, the Selenko Whiteout 305 did win out, but we'll see if I do end up switching because there's always these endless streams of rackets coming out, but certainly at some point you do have to make a decision. So I'll keep you updated. Um, if I do permanently switch to that one, or if that is not the case, but certainly still enjoying my current racket as well. Just would like a bit more from it in certain areas like stability, as I mentioned. But anyways, thanks so much for listening. And I would really appreciate it if you'd leave a review for the show on uh, Apple Podcasts. And you can do that at tennisfiles.com slash Apple Podcasts with an S at the end. That would be the biggest help in terms of which platform to leave a review. But of course, I appreciate a review on any platform that you use to listen to the show. And I'd also like to leave you with a quote, as I do at the end of every show. And this one is by Robert Louis Stevenson. And Robert said, don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds that you plant. Very true, especially, for example, when you're trying to change your technique and, you know, it's especially in the early stages and you don't see any results right away. I mean, that's the problem with a lot of us. We just want, um, you know, quick fixes and whatnot. But in many cases, you know, you just keep working hard, head down, and then one day it's going to click. It's kind of like the visual of the two people in the caves or like the miners who are like, you know, just chipping away. And like, you see one that gives up and leaves when they're only like, you know, a couple more hacks away from, from the gold, whereas the other one keeps hacking and then finds the gold. So, uh, yeah, I hope that quote inspires you to keep working and yeah, with that, thanks so much for listening. And I'll also hope to see you on Tennis Summit 2023, a quick plug for that as well. That's going to be happening on April 17th, about a, a month, tad more than a, mon- a month from when the show comes out. And I'll send more information about that as the weeks go by, but would love to see you there. And we've got a great lineup coming up. And so, yeah, I'll have links to anything that I mentioned on the show today. And you can check that out on the show notes page. So, Have a great one, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Tennis Files Podcast. This is your host, Mirabana Ranshad, signing out. Thanks for listening to the Tennis Files Podcast. For more tips to help you improve your tennis game, visit TennisFiles.com.